1: i finished these
2: fights. Give me a hell yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going
1: good. What's up guys? Episode 56 of Top Rope Nation. Here to talk about the greatest sport known to mankind. Professional wrestling. I'm your host, Ryan Drosty, Joined by my two co-hosts, Justin Joint, Kyle Ross. Here on a Thursday evening, one night before the greatest, the so-called greatest Royal Rumble in WWE history. We're here to talk about it. Uh, By the time you're listening about this, the show has probably already aired. So we're going to center our conversation a little bit more on the controversy surrounding the WWE and their 10-year business agreement with Saudi Arabia and their government itself. But first... I got to get out to Cleveland, Ohio, and see how my guy Kyle Ross is doing. Kyle, what's going on tonight? Uh, You know, I'm doing better than the Browns, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) NFL draft going on right now, you're not not happy with your picks? I mean, I could give a fuck less about the Cleveland Browns, quite frankly, pardon my
0: French, but uh, they're not a good team. I mean, a Ponzi scheme masquerading as a professional sports franchise, as I like to tell people.
1: I I did have the draft on in the background, and I did see it scroll across that they've won one game in their last thirty five. I did not realize it was that bad. Uh, is that good? <laughs> that was that was that was pretty shocking to me. I didn't think it was quite to that level. It takes a lot for my wife to like look at a stat and
0: like comprehend it. And I'm not like eh, this is gonna come across as sexist, but whatever. And like and just be like, oh my god, that's really bad. But when she saw that on the tv screen like the face
1: she made was just one of just sheer horror and um <laughs> that made me chuckle i uh yeah i mean you've you've got two other franchises there competing for world championships though so i think you're all right
0: oh yeah i mean yeah the, the fact that anyone in this town pays attention to the, the Browns is mortifying quite frankly i mean there's so many <laughs> other and besides you know The Indians and Cavs. There's so many other great things in this world to pay attention to, like the great workers of professional wrestling. Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Big Cass. I mean, there's just so much to talk about.
1: (laughs) And the other kind of football, the the sport that the entire rest of the world refers to as football, our resident expert, the Tottenham Spurs fan himself, Justin Joint, over there in Waterloo, Iowa. What's going on, Justin?
2: Not much, man. Uh, Ready to talk some wrestling, even though, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was kind of a ho-hum week.
1: Yeah. I mean, last week we had a lot to talk about with with the Superstar shakeup. and A really good conversation on uh, Bruno Sammartino, I thought. So if you guys haven't caught that episode, episode 55 is on the archives on topropenation.com, iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. So go ahead and rate and subscribe. We would appreciate it. Uh, But this week... I just there as we prep for the show and we were texting back and forth. There just isn't as much to talk about. That's for sure. Uh, I think well, I think the biggest topic is just the controversy surrounding the the rumble here in Saudi Arabia.
0: I mean, the show itself. I think the show is going to be quite has the potential to be quite good. I mean, they're clearly loading it up.
1: Yeah. Do you guys feel? I'm just going to start with this since we were all at WrestleMania. Do you guys feel like? We kind of had a little bit of our WrestleMania experience taken away because they were kind of booking around this show a couple of weeks later.
2: I don't think so because this this card kind of just seems slapped together in a bit of an exhibition. I mean, like there there's no build up to really any of these matches. I mean, oh, wow. why do why do we care about Cena versus Triple H and uh, you know Undertaker versus Rusev other than just to see the match itself?
1: Yeah, don't you think like Reigns-Lesnar though was kind of yeah. booked at Mania just based on what they were going to do in Saudi Arabia? I, it's, get, it's, I get what you're saying in those matches for sure.
2: Yeah, no, it's certainly possible in that case, but the, even if you know they had gone with Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania, the crowd ruined that match as it is. So the the ending didn't matter. That's true. That is true.
1: Kyle, what do you think about that point? Well,
0: I think the two major title matches definitely are the story of Friday Afternoon Show. I, I would, of the betting man that I am, I would set the over underline at one for title changes. I think it le- certainly either Styles or Lesnar is losing the title and possibly both of them. So that would make this a pretty noteworthy show. And, you know... In the case of stuff like Cena and Triple H, yeah, it doesn't mean anything per se in the weekly episodic nature of WWE, but it's a big deal having those two work on that show. And I'm actually looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I thought of this this afternoon in the sense that you know, because the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself is so ingrained in the road to WrestleMania, you sort of limit your pool of winners every year and the the gimmick where the winner goes on to the main event at WrestleMania can sometimes be viewed as both a blessing and a curse for the match because you've got a lot of guys that you just know aren't going to win and here they could just, you know, have whoever win and yeah maybe it doesn't matter but um the every you know everyone every man for himself anyone could win this gimmick that was originally of conceived when they made this match is sort of back. I'm kind of interested to, and excited to watch it,
2: man. That's that's an excellent point. Um, and that's why you get paid the big bucks, Kyle. Uh, th- this is this is one of the few times where you, you know, you, you can at the Royal Rumble going into WrestleMania, you can always kind of narrow it down to like maybe five guys have a chance, whereas this is just completely open and it's going to be more just for fun. Um, I kind of wish that it was maybe for a title shot or something instead of just a a trophy, but uh, it should be a good time.
1: That was my next point is are we kind of surprised that they didn't make this for a title shot? I, I know we just got done with WrestleMania and the Rumble winners getting their title shots. We've got Money in the Bank on the horizon, but I don't know. To get their audience a little more invested in this match other than just some goofy trophy, are, are we surprised they didn't make it for more? I, I guess they still could. I mean, they could they could announce it before the show, but does that surprise you at all, Kyle?
0: No, I mean, it doesn't have to be, really. Um, the guy who wins can sort of organically get something out of it. You know, you don't need to, like, beat your audience over the head with this is for something. I mean, you know, idealistically, the guy wins, and it means... I mean, I don't think they're going to have, like, Kurt Hawkins win this thing or something, for God's sake. I mean, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, I can see Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Big Cass, someone like that, and, and ideally it would be kind of the kickoff of some sort of push per mm-hmm. se, I guess, and it, and it would mean something. Yeah. Although I mean, they don't really do a good job with the Andre Battle Royal in that regard, but you know, well, you know, there's ten million reasons why they're doing this show. We could talk about the controversy or whatever, but you know um the, to me the big thing is the two title matches that's what's going to affect uh each brand moving forward
1: yeah i thought speaking of the title matches to me the highlight of television this week was shinsuke nakamura yet again and the low blows heard around the world i i i wanted to ask you guys right when i heard it what you guys thought of of the new theme music and his whole new presentation cuz i thought it was just awesome on tuesday night Uh, I love the fact that they added the lyrics to the theme song. I like the uh, drums that were added to it. He's got an actual Japanese band performing the music. Uh, The storyline reason for it, of course, was that um, Nakamura got the music because he doesn't want the fans chanting along and singing his theme song, which also just logically makes sense. Um, But I just I loved it. I thought, man, Nakamura's a guy who three, four months ago was... Not doing well on the main roster, we kind of saw WrestleMania as, as a make or break time for him, and this heel turn has just invigorated his main roster career. That is for sure. Uh, what do you guys think of the new the new entrance he debuted on Tuesday night?
2: I I loved it. I mean, you kind of kind of covered it all. It, it it had to be done to kind of quiet the crowd, um, but it just it works so well for him. And uh, Nakamura's heel turn has been. Just incredible! It's it's really breathed new life into into his time here in WWE, and um, I mean, boy, him and Sami Zayn are just two guys that I I wouldn't have guessed would be as good of heels as they have been. They they're they're my two favorite things on the show right now.
1: You're just trying to pick a fight with Kyle now with the Sami Zayn comment. I can hear it coming already. <laughs> I thought no, uh, Sammy Sammy's heel work was strong this week. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to
0: dispute that. And and with Nakamura, yeah. Look, I'll make it three for three here. The heel turn was needed. It is great. And and I said it last week. It might be end up being the most notable thing to come out of WrestleMania 34 when you look back at it. Oh yeah. I mean because the Reigns Lesnar thing was just an exercise in stupidity. And you know, I don't know. I mean, the best match was the Rousey deal, but. I don't know necessarily what that means on a weekly, I mean, you know, she won, she's a big star, but she was a big star anyway, uh, you know, I don't mean the short change what happened there, because I thought, you know, the fact that she solidified herself as a baby face is a mark in her favor, but to me, yeah, I mean, this heel turn has been huge, and I think in order to justify the heel turn, you know, kind of booking 101, you put the title on him. Uh, at this show, I think yeah. I think he has to win because, and he should cheat. They should work a, a style. I, I think the match itself, you know, which I thought was personally was kind of a dud at Mania. I, I think this time around, it'll benefit by having a clear face heel dynamic, and I would absolutely have Nakamura
1: cheat to win. That was actually my next point. Is that I feel I feel almost like heading into the show and anyone listening has probably already seen the match result by now, but I I almost feel heading in like Nakamura almost has to win, just as hot as the character's been since the heel turn. Um, and So it feels like there's a very good chance you're going to have two new world champions coming out of this show because, again, you you all know the result by now probably, but man, if Roman Reigns does not win this match, my God, <laughs> yet again comes up short. What's the point anymore? We said that for WrestleMania, but man, if he doesn't win here too, and what do you do with him is the question. Yeah, I don't know where he goes if he loses to Lesnar yet again. No idea. I mean, it's almost one of those things where you think he's got to take a couple months off and just like get out of view if he loses. So I haven't heard anything that he's dealing with any like injuries or anything like that. But that to me, that's like the only justification for him losing again is, is to get some time off because how do you how do you have him lose twice to Brock Lesnar in the matter of a few weeks and then just come out on Raw? I I don't know. I don't see it.
0: And that's not really in their kind of DNA for WWE just to like have a guy who's healthy just take time off for storyline purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe a couple weeks, but they don't leave guy. you know. I mean, even, you know, stuff like Wyatt. I mean, how how long was Wyatt off TV before he came back and did the current gimmick? A couple yeah. weeks. Dolph Ziggler, you know, he wanted to actually be he, – He it's really funny. He went to the creative team and was like, keep me off TV for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm stale. I'm not doing anything. And they kind of, like, brought him back after, again, like a month, a few weeks. So – I don't see them doing that. I'm actually more confident in Nak- That said, I'm still more confident Nakamura winning the title than Reigns. Believe it or not.
1: Yeah, that actually, I might, I might say that too. To be honest with you, it's it's funny you mention that about guys not really going away for very long for storyline purposes. Because as luck would have it, not to go off in of too much of a tangent, but I was in my car the other day, and up on my playlist comes Cult of Personality. And I have not heard that song in a long time. And I started thinking about CM Punk. And I thought back to the time when he debuted that song. You know, he, I think he used it in Ring of Honor. But when he debuted it on Raw, when he came back after beating John Cena and then walking away. And it was like such a cool moment when him and Cena went face to face. Wasn't that only like a week later? Two. It was two weeks. Yes. But case in point, like two, he was only gone two weeks, and that would have been even more cool if he had been gone for a couple of months. But yes, yeah. and if there was ever a storyline to keep a guy off TV for a while,
0: you know, to make the storyline better, it was that,
2: and yeah. they didn't.
0: You know, I think in hindsight, you know,
1: not even necessarily in hindsight. I think at the time when they did that, everyone was like, "Ooh, too soon." Yeah, it was a cool moment, but man, yeah, it was real. It was a lot sooner than everyone thought. So it's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking about that earlier today. Um, hey, sin- yeah, go ahead.
2: T- since we're kind of on the subject of uh, Nakamura's uh, heel work and you know, kind of Sami Zayn's too, I I feel like I have to mention somebody who I have never really been a fan of, who cut a really good promo on SmackDown. Uh, big Cass, his reasoning for for turning on Daniel Bryan was great. And the other reason I loved it is that they're not rushing the Miz and Daniel Bryan stuff. Is that it's it's really going to be able to let that feud breathe and 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 slow burn a little bit. I, all of that was was really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very much impressed by Cass on Tuesday night. I uh, wrote about that a little bit on uh, pop culture. I just thought. A lot of people crapped on the fact that Brian was going to feud with Cass, you know, coming out of SmackDown last week. And it seemed like the logical feud uh, based on what Cass had done, and I thought he wasn't like bad on the mic before, but he was really good Tuesday. I thought, and it, it felt to me like this is a guy who just like talked in the mirror the nine months he was he was off, just practicing his promos, and it showed because I liked it and I, I was sold on seeing these guys feud. Kyle, what would you think? He came across like a star. There's no doubt about it. And if
0: you remember, you know, I know this name has been whitewashed from history, but when he turned on Enzo way back when that promo was really good, too, if you go back and watch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he came in, and the whole thing with, you know, people complaining that Brian's first few guest. who do you want him to work with? Like this idea that he's just going to come in and do. Dream matches, you know, is very short sighted, in my opinion. We just saw them attempt that uh, with Styles and Nakamura. Now, granted, they had in their back pocket they were going to turn Nakamura heel, but, you know, based on the crowd reaction, I mean, if you're WWE creative and people aren't going to want to hear this, you're probably lukewarm on doing that kind of concept. And I was told a buddy this. Uh, Like last week or so, the money with Daniel Bryan is not him working, you know, AJ Styles in a babyface versus babyface match where people, you know, start chanting, this is awesome before it even starts. It's him working against people the crowd doesn't like and overcoming those odds. That's what it's all about, man. Rewatch WrestleMania 30, for Christ's
2: sake.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. His, his entire history of success in WWE was built upon that overcoming the odds yeah. thing. And it, and, it wouldn't and, make much sense for him to just do dream matches, just jumping around. There's, there's no investment. There's no emotional attachment to those kinds of matches if you don't build them up. So. No, no. And, and, you know, I mean, Styles Nakamura out every
0: reason to be this huge dream match, and, and it wasn't. So, no, I'm fine. And, and I'll be honest, people are going to be real salty, but I think Big Cash should win at Backlash. <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: you know Brian. I wouldn't win. be posted
2: at that. I, yeah, I, 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 think they need to hold off the Brian Miz as long as possible, and if that means you know, uh, you know, two month feud with Cass, let's let's do it.
0: Well, you know what's interesting? I think they're gonna hook Miz and Big Cass up, and they're gonna. It's gonna be like I can see this at least where the reveal is that Cass did do what he did at the behest of Miz. And Brian gets his heat back by beating Miz. Yeah, eventually, I, not a lot. I, I think that's kind of a logical way for that story to go where he loses the cast, and then, you know, finally, you know, Miz, maybe, maybe Miz even interferes in that match at Backlash. Yeah, and then I, Brian, Brian can recede him by interfering in Miz's match at Backlash. And then, you know, eventually you build the Brian versus Miz, the big one on one encounter, and Brian wins that.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree, especially with the way miz has been saying and kind of acting as a quote-unquote face you know yes, as a good yes. guy ever since he had monroe sky you know <laughs> he he's a good guy now yes <laughs> he did he he
1: used that pretty good on tuesday night where he he talked about how um what did he say when he looked into his daughter's eyes he knew that he he couldn't be like a bad guy anymore or, and he he wondered if uh if daniel was as good of a father as he was or something like that that was pretty ha- good how great will it be if Brian does,
0: in fact, go to hit him in the face eventually and Miz pulls his daughter in front of him? Oh, my go- God.
1: <laughs> I would do it. I'm Jesus. a sick bird, Bill, man. I'm a sick bird.
0: <laughs> hey, I'll go upstairs and I'll tell Mazzy to take the bump, man. I'll do oh anything. Oh, my for God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this show has gone off the rails completely at this point. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs>
0: Speaking of off-the-rails, did you see that dinner in Saudi Arabia tonight that the WWE's having? Oh,
1: I did not. not. What happened?
0: Oh, you didn't see the uh, video of uh, Vince, Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Triple H. You didn't look like he was really particularly enjoying the standard Saudi fare uh, on his plate. And then Roman Reigns and
2: Braun. Braun Strowman.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're all having dinner together at this table. It, it was incredible the way it was panned, because Vince was near Lesnar, Taker, and Engel, and then you had some Saudi representative. I don't even know who that was. And then on the other side of the table, you had Triple H, Braun, and Roman. <laughs> it was It was just incredible stuff. You know what's missing there?
1: No Ooh. women. Well yeah (laughs) so let's get right into that that's that's been the talk this week is is the controversy we wanted to hit on that clearly the 10-year deal with the saudi arabian government is, is all about money for the wwe they can they can play it off as well you can't make changes overnight to their social policy and whatever but they're getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars by the government for this show and it is a bit awkward a lot of fans are kind of up in arms about the fact that the WWE would work with a country that has such a terrible social rights uh, policy, not just with women, uh, but of gay people as well. Being gay in Saudi Arabia is punishable by death in 2018. Uh, So we kind of hit on this a little bit last week, but we didn't talk about it too much. (sighs) I know why they're going there, but I, I also feel like there's a lot of countries that they could go to and make a lot of money. And I I just feel a little dirty about this show. I'm, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know where you're at on it, Kyle. Okay. So everything you said is true. And not to turn
0: this into TRP frontline, but I have watched both parts of Saudi Arabia versus Iran. And there are a lot of issues with Saudi Arabia. I could talk about it. Our alliance with them through the years, uh, has not been smart geopolitically. Uh, there's the deal in Yemen, which is not good. But, look, everyone has a right. You know, if, if you're upset by this, you absolutely have a right to. And if you don't want to watch, I'm not going to, you know, the, the idea, you have to watch, you have to respect what the WWE is doing here. No, no. I mean, you can do whatever you want. But, and this sounds terrible for me, look, Professional wrestling, uh, I, I've seen a lot in watching there through 30 years, okay? Racism, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia. They exploited a war, okay, as the main angle for a WrestleMania once. Uh,
2: they, they keep Zick- pushing Roman, Roman Reigns.
0: Reigns. Okay, now come on. <laughs> <laughs> they keep thinking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should be lead heels on a brand. I digress. Okay. Um, You know, they had that Vince McMahon making Trish take her clothes off deal on raw one time, you know, comparing these things is just a fruitless exercise. Not good. But like, like, I guess I made peace long ago that this is not a, the most progressive industry, believe it or not. It is better than it was now. Uh, but look, if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I'm not going to fault you, but you know, I'm going to watch it, uh, just, you know, mainly cause I mean, I do a podcast. I think it would be <laughs> odd if I didn't. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Yes. I, you know, I heard the show was good, but you know, I'm taking a stand on it. So I'm just going to sit here and not say anything for an hour. So I don't know. I mean, yes, it, it's not good. And Saudi Arabia is, is terrible. You know, I mean, for God's sake. Look up you know, the people who flew planes into the buildings on nine eleven. Where were most of them from? Yeah, look that up, sports fans. It's just I mean, look, there's ten million reasons why they're doing this show. And if you don't like it, then don't watch.
2: That's I thought it was forty million reasons.
1: I don't know I don't know that the number's been made public yet, has it? I think we will no, probably I don't have to wait till for their next, like, conference. Yeah, I think
0: it's call. August. I think we have to wait to the official number, but yeah. yeah.
1: Their next business release, it should be out. Of well, it. it was a 10 year deal, pardon me. That's where yeah. I
0: got the number 10 from. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I get what you're saying about the distasteful storylines and uh, pushing pushing the numbers on sexism and homophobia and racism and stuff through the years. But isn't the difference that in those circumstances you're talking about, like, scripted storylines and you know they were doing it for entertainment it's yes distasteful for sure but here we're talking about working with like a government regime that has done real life things
0: well i mean again going back to wrestlemania 7 i mean there was a real life war they exploited i mean people died
1: well yeah but again they were they were doing it for entertainment purposes that was still going on but they weren't working like i would i would think the comparison there would be they were promoting a show with saddam hussein in 1991 Okay, that's that's. Well, that, wouldn't that be a, a more direct? It, wouldn't that be a more direct comparison, though? Because it, again, it's a distasteful storyline, but there's nothing like real happening from that. There, there was a war happening, but that well, was out, yeah. That people was outside really of, died. I mean, you, that you was know, outside I mean, you of, of argue... WWE though. This, this is WD, WWE themselves working with a government that commits human atrocities. Daily. The idea. I, I will say this: the idea that
0: they're. If this turns into an infomercial for Saudi Arabia, that's bad. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, that's bad. Yeah. But I, I, I actually, I don't know. Like, to me, I, I've i seen it all. And the, the whole, I, I actually do think it's kind of similar to WrestleMania 7. I mean, like, the, the I get it was a storyline. And, and you know, Pritchard talks about that all the time. But I thought, I mean, it was foul, man. I mean, a lot of people were turned off by that at the time.
1: But they weren't working walk. with Iraq, though. That, to me, that's the difference. They weren't working with Iraq. Here, they're working with Saudi Arabia, like directly. They're getting paid by Saudi Arabia. They're not allowed to have their women performers on the show because of Saudi Arabia. Women women in Saudi Arabia can only go to the show if they are accompanied by a man. Yes. You no, know, it's a bad
0: call. Like, look, I encourage anyone to watch Frontline. Like I said, our alliance with the United States alliance with them has been a disaster geopolitically. Yeah. I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, to be. At the end of the day, um, it, it's not great. I mean, I don't know which one. I mean, yeah, it's it's not great. But um, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a lousy person. I'm going to watch.
2: <laughs> I think it, if you come from a certain, I don't know, I don't want to say political background or uh, social, economical background or whatever it be, that that you have to kind of, you, you, you kind of gave up drawing a line in the sand if your love of pro wrestling and the WWE is greater than maybe some of your own.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, this st- is what I'm saying. What, what you're saying is exactly, like, I gave up with the idea. Like, I should take that back, okay? There is one thing in the history of pro wrestling that caused me to stop watching for significant. And that was the Chris Benoit murder suicide. I (laughs) I did make it a point. And, and again, I I don't like comparing doing this thing because it's all personal. You know, I I don't want to start like comparing, you know, what's worse, you know, exploiting a war, Saudi Arabia, Chris Benoit. Like it's all personal taste. You know why I decided to stop watching because of Chris Benoit and why I will watch Friday afternoon, I don't know. I can't rectify that, I guess, for you. Yeah. All I know is I'm watching Friday. I stopped watching WWE in 2007. Um, his own with this stuff. But, you know, kind of piggybacking off what I think Justin was going to say, look, I I, I, I kind of have passed drawing lines in the sand with this company.
2: Yeah, and that's just the thing is, is you just kind of have to reconcile your fandom and your desire to watch the product with you know maybe i don't know if it's it's moral beliefs or whatnot, but like um real quick with the Chris Benoit thing I mean that really wasn't that was a you know wrestling is a little bit more messed up than we thought. I don't know how much of that is really on w w e this is. Obviously, WWE, you know, taking money or having an agreement with a, a government with a pretty shady history. Um, to play devil's advocate on the other side, I, I just wanted to get this out there. It's like in order to maybe make a change or to start making a change, maybe this is what they have to do. It's like, you know, who knows if maybe 10 years from now, yes. they're doing they're doing another, you know, greatest WrestleMania, and and there's, you know, women on the card. You you have to start with somewhere with this kind of thing.
0: And and that was the point Triple H tried to make, and I know some people jumped on him for, you know, political speak, but there is something there. I mean, it's a multi-year agreement, and if they can do that, then we're going to look back at this, and I guess we're going to, I mean, is Saudi Arabia politically... Going to get out of the dark ages as a result of WWE. I don't believe that for a second. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if W, I mean, WWE may be looking at it like, hey, we've got a chance to maybe run women and will look good coming out of this. I mean, that may be their end game with this whole situation. And what? when people are like, why did they take this money? That may be your answer.
2: What what a baby face turn Saudi Arabia could have here. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... <sighs>
1: I, I don't think they have any intentions of changing anything. To be honest with you, um, they they have this whole like Vision Twenty Thirty program going on where they're doing more with like athletics and stuff. But the act their actual like social policy has not really been getting better. I think a lot of pundits think it's just kind of a distraction. I don't I don't know how much WWE. Oh, the whole seating thing. Yeah, the whole seating thing with the families.
0: How they're you know are going to be seated lower so they're on TV. Is a, is clearly a whole? Oh look, look, women, women are in the crowd, women, yeah. women, women. You know? yeah. I mean, that's what that
1: is. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm looking this up right now because uh, David Bixenspan had a really good article on Deadspin about this whole controversy this week, and he talked about. I'm not familiar enough with with Vision Thirty, you know. I just kind of read through it a little bit before the show. Um, yeah, he writes on on Deadspin, quote. He says, while Vision 2030 is being lauded as a modern solution to the monarchy's heavy reliance on oil, it does not involve significant social reform. Instead, it has provided the regime with a strategic way to distract international attention away from the wide-scale human rights abuses that the country continues to commit. Um, It talks about how the crown prince's heavy investment in sports comes on the heels of the Saudi's brutal campaign in Yemen. Which is a war that displaced over three million people and has created one of the worst humanitarian crises in the world. It's bad. Um, It's that's real bad. That situation over there. The latest example saw a a Saudi-led military coalition conduct an airstrike on a wedding on Sunday that killed more than twenty people. So, the other side (laughs) for that record isn't good either. Uh, The issue,
0: like you know, not again, not to make this TRP frontline but <laughs> maybe you know, we should maybe it'd be more entertaining. Uh, well our, you know <laughs> look I, I, I don't want to take our listeners who have tuned in to hear about the super the first week of the superstar shakeup I don't want to take them back 60 years in time and start breaking down when you know uh, we installed the Shaw and overthrew <laughs> a democratically elected leader in Iran and basically it's been down the shitter ever since for us in the Middle East yeah but that's basically what I said is true And, you know, I mean, the whole thing with Iran, you know, when we were at odds with Iran and we kind of and that made us sort of side with the Saudis out of, you know, like a uh, what's that phrase like strange bedfellows or political bedfellows? Mm -hmm. You know, that was not wise in retrospect. Right. Because, you know, (laughs) you know, it's something that it's again, the whole Saudi Arabia, Iran conflict is something that quite frankly we should be looking to resolve not take sides.
1: yeah it's uh i mean it's an interesting interesting topic i knew that when we brought this up we'd have some debate on it and uh, i i can see it from a lot of different perspectives i just i find it hard to think of, of a good correlation in company history that compares to having a biz an actual business relationship with a foreign government Like they're getting paid by the foreign government with such a terrible human rights track record and it kind of spitting in the face of everything the promotion has been pushing for the last several years when it comes to uh, inclusion. I mean, Jesus, look at WrestleMania, what Finn Balor did with, with the rainbow and everything. <laughs> that
0: ain't going to happen on Friday yeah. afternoon, I'll tell you that much, baby. Otherwise, just... Finn, ba-
1: Finn Balor's going to get his ass stoned to death before he gets to the so, ring. So that was just like three weeks ago, though. And, you know, we just had the Empowered uh, Women WW24 episode, which is very good, by the way. But you can see why everyone looks at this with kind of a an uncomfortable look on their face because to me, yeah, we can talk about storylines that were distasteful and doesn't make them any better. But again, to me, that's kind of a false equivalency because we're talking here about actually working with the, and taking money from the foreign government in a business relationship. And I can't really think of any time in, in the history of the WWE, they've done something like that. We're not just talking storyline.
0: When I said that stuff, it was kind of like more along the lines of what Justin was saying is like, There's been plenty of times in the last 30 years watching WWE where I easily could have drawn a line in the sand. Like, all that stuff they did, like, if it wasn't wrestling, I wouldn't watch something like that, you know? Yeah. It's only because I love wrestling that I put up with a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, (laughs) uh, again, if you go through the history of this company, there's a lot of bad shit where you could easily draw a line in the sand. And with the exception of one time with Chris Benoit in 2007, and I, you know, I don't know, I can't really remember when I started kind of getting back into it or why, uh, but you know, I, I just, you know, I've kind of just been
1: like, all right, whatever, this is bad, I'm going to keep watching. Justin, did you have anything happen to you during your time as a wrestling fan like that, where like a singular event made you tune out deliberately?
2: No, it was always very gradual or something else taking my attention away. I I think I, 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 I've always kind of come in spurts. Like it was around, it was after WrestleMania eight. I kind of dropped out for a while, got back in around WrestleMania twelve, kind of dropped out again around uh, WrestleMania twenty one. I want to say, kind of started getting back in around. Twenty-five, twenty-seven. um i just i guess i'm good at separating the show from the company uh, especially you know in the past uh year and a half um some of my political beliefs
0: yeah i mean that's another thing Th- that's a great point i mean <laughs> we don't make any secret on this show how I think how we feel about the president of the United States and Vince McMahon's wife is in the cabinet of that president <laughs> and very clearly voted for Donald Trump. That again is something where I guess sh- I mean, I guess I'm just a shameless individual, you know, shame on me. I easily could have drawn a line in the sand, and part of me was like, eh, This is kind of shitty, mm-hmm. but I didn't. So I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I guess shame on me. I mean, I, I, I could be a better person, but you know, I, am I'm, I'm not, I guess I you know, I am not the man to create social change in professional wrestling.
2: <laughs> I guess I, I always think about how, like I've heard people talking about, it's like, it's sometimes it's better just to not meet your heroes because you realize they're actual people with flaws, you know, it's oh. like separating the artist from the man and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's just, I, I, I guess I'm good at that, separating the art art from the artist. You know, it's funny you mention that, Justin, because I've got this NFL
0: draft in the background, and I was like talking to my buddy the other night, who was like, I don't like this Baker Mayfield. He seems seems like a douchebag. And I'm like, you know, the last thing I care about with professional athletes is like who they are. I mean, obviously, okay, you know, there are, some lines where, you don't, know, you know, I mean, if someone murders someone, if there's, you know, rape or a sexual assault, you know, OK, then, then that that affects how I view them. But like, you know, like these pro athletes or actors or musicians, if they're like, quote unquote, an asshole in real life. I really could care less because I'm not going to interact with them ever per, on a personal level, you know, like I'm sure a lot of the bands I've liked through history you know, the people aren't great people. And if I hung out with them, I might think differently about them. And it would affect whether or not I like their music or, you know, with sports. To me, you know, I don't care if somebody's like a like a shitty tipper. You know, if you could throw the rock, man, be my quarterback.
1: Is that a Scottie Pippen reference? No, but he was a shitty tipper. No tipping, tipping. <laughs> no tipping, and I was just gonna say that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I y- was just trying to think of something like banal that would like <laughs> you know that we could all just be like, yeah, it is kind of a dick thing, but yeah. it's not like huge. For the record, I was thinking about it with Benoit. Actually, this is kind of like the reason that that affected me. I think more is because I liked Chris Benoit. Yeah, and I felt a sense of guilt. About that, where it's like, okay, here's a guy I rooted for. I mean, WrestleMania 20. I mean, when he won the title, is probably on my very short list of times I've been most excited watching professional wrestling.
1: Oh man, I hear you totally. When when that yeah. match happened, that's like one of the few times in pro wrestling I had tears in my eyes watching it. Like
0: I mean, I remember chopping my roommate toward like in the cloud just like hard like, being like, he's got it, come on, like, because, you know, at the time, stupid me, I'm like, God, Triple H is going to find a way to come out on top of this, but you know, and, and when it happened, I'm like, you know, I like this guy, and, like, God, like, what a fucking horrible thing that's just happened here, it's like, you know, what do I know, and and that kind of caused me, I, I think it was that that caused me to peace out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not, you know, I mean, with Saudi Arabia, I look at it like, you know, and I think it's Speaks volumes about people in general, you know. Well, it's shitty country, but eh, WWE's getting paid, you know. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I'll I'll watch because the product that they're putting out has the chance to be good. And I'm like, well, I guess I can look past this. But like I said at the top, if you don't, if you're listening and don't aren't watching the show because you think this is foul, I do not fault you one iota. I don't. It's your prerogative, people. You know, I mean, you can watch something or not watch something, you know, for whatever reason you want. You know, I mean, like the NFL, okay? If you don't like the NFL anymore because people were protesting the national anthem, I think you're dumb, but get on with your bad self.
2: You know, that's, that's funny that you brought that up because I think I've watched a handful of NFL games in the past three years, and I used to be the biggest NFL fan um for me I, I started getting a little uncomfortable with the concussion stuff and I, honestly I just kind of got a little bored with the sport so it's yeah I mean I don't know you just got to let people watch what they watch and just be aware at the very least
0: I mean I don't think anyone looks at this business deal and is like oh this is this is completely fine like you know, I think you know, most people are admitting, you know, this is, you know, kind of, you know, the, 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 there's there's kind of, it's kind of a, I don't want to say dirty business deal, but, there, you know, it, it, it feels a little dirty, certainly doing it. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, people want to be entertained and they like wrestling and, you know, people are going to be willing to look past it. And yeah. I, I don't fault people either way, I really don't. I really yeah.
2: don't. In, in Devil's Advocate, WWE is making this money and, and they're paying it to guys like Sami Zayn, who has uh, oh. Sammy for Syria, and guys like Finn Balor, who apparently from all accounts was the one who was pushing that Balor club for everybody, for the LGBT uh, community. So, I mean, th- there's good people that are in this company.
1: Isn't, oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it, yeah. Isn't there some kind of rumor out there? It obviously, has not been uh, confirmed yet because we don't even know the, the situation with the financials. That I, I saw some—I can't remember where I saw this—that um, perhaps the WWE w- was forcing like the women to get a cut of the payday, even though they're not on the show. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so that that hasn't it, been confirmed, but that would be that yeah, would be a good thing if they did something.
0: The, like the that. rumor was well, you know, that they a did not want the women publicly commenting on the show. And B, we're going to be compensated despite not working the show. Now, again, there's a question of integrity there that people, it's like, okay, you know, if you're a, you know, a women's wrestler in this company and you're upset by this, but you're basically just going to take a payoff and not say anything, you know, again, that's a personal decision. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I get I mean, that. That makes I, sense. I, if a
0: woman wanted to basically torpedo her career, they could. And uh, <laughs> the fallout, my God, would that be one hell of a show. But it's within their rights.
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people might be more comfortable with the show, though, if like there was this idea that WWE works this big business relationship with saudi arabia they don't allow any women on the show but wwe still got something in like all right you're not gonna let our women on the show but you're still going to pay them kind of thing well that, that I, would I that would optically look better at least a little bit i don't know if they can
0: necessarily structure like i mean i'm assuming the is getting a lump sum and it's up on them how they divvy the payouts like i don't think saudi arabia is going to, for instance, you know, you know, hand deliver Alexa, Alexa Bliss a check? I, I, I don't think that, that at would all. Be great I think, television. Well, yes, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. It would be a so, moment of bliss, you could say. yo you know, oh boy, yes, PSA again. That PSA was great on Raw.
1: <laughs> what a professional wrestler, at can, Alexa Bliss. Can
0: I say something that's uh, going to get me shit? It's it's not related to. I am not like in a wrestling sense, like steamed that there's no women's matches on the show. On the show. Oh God, here we go. He, <laughs> I just think it made, like, to be what they could have done, to be honest, they could have done a women's only pay-per-view for that. Ba- they could have made backlash like almost a women's only pay-per-view. I just like unique. Like, I mean, it sucks for them, but you know, again, I, you know, me, I always hype unique and, it's this is a shitty way to be unique, but, you know, uh you can let the programs, you know, I, I don't think it necessarily makes WWE like storyline wise any worse that they can't have those matches. I mean, it's shitty why they can't do them, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think in terms of a uniqueness, uh, you know. There, there's an opera. They could have done something. They're not going to, but they could have done something unique in spite of this with the women's division.
2: Oh boy, you know that shirt I saw Kyle wearing in New Orleans is making a lot more sense. Men rule, women drool. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I just just, just that, kidding, like, folks.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I guess like.
2: No, I, I I agree. Like if if they had had, had done an all women show for backlash, that that would have been a nice little at okay. least like nod.
0: L- let me ask you this question. Okay. If this show was in Atlanta, Georgia, okay? If they had a, if they had a major show in Atlanta, Georgia and there were no women's matches, would you be pissed?
1: No, but I th- I think uh there would be people up in arms about it because I do I do recall I think it was an edition of Raw one time, and we'd gotten to like the last hour of the show, and there hadn't been a single woman on the show yet. And yes. people no, were like up right, in people, arms Pete, on Twitter. there
0: would be people pissed. There oh, would yeah. be people oh, yeah. pissed. Yeah. I don't, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think, whatever. I, I think it's a unique, sh- look, it's shitty the way that it, it is a unique show,
1: but it is unique. Mm hmm. Well, it is definitely being pushed as a WrestleMania level show. That's for sure. We're getting rematches from WrestleMania, so. And and look, the the fact of the matter is
0: that the women are all over this company. I mean, they just main evented Raw. I mean, it is again. It could be faint praise, but women's wrestling has never been presented in a better light in wwe at least than it has been in 2018 now that may be what makes the whole saudi Arabia deal so maddening to some i think it is i think
1: that is the weird yeah. paradox here yeah.
0: but, hey, but by the way um you know if you know johnny
1: new japan out there you know where, where are your women's matches <laughs> I I was just going to... I have been thinking about that in my head for about the last five minutes waiting to work that in, Kyle. <laughs> because uh, I was thinking about... Well, first of all, what uh, Justin just said about the shirt you were wearing in New Orleans. And I was going to say, you should have been wearing your Top Robe Nation Johnny New Japan six-stars shirt. Yes. Available at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Top Rope Nation. You can pick that up. <laughs> we, Kyle, do you realize we have two t-shirts based off of your quotes now? We've got the Johnny New Japan... We've got the grab a hold, tell a story. Hey, I invented the catchphrase, man. <laughs> but I was also
2: who knows. Making... I yeah, who knows. Ahead. I
0: made, so, Somebody may make a shirt about me, you know, calling me you know, sexist <laughs> of the year or oh, something like God. that, investing them in server news. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, like it, it's shitty, but like, I, I guess to me, it doesn't offend me when somebody or no matter who it is, isn't on a show.
1: You know, you were talking a minute ago, Kyle, about you know conservative versus liberal, and how how most of us feel on this show. Um, if we if we watch professional wrestling based on if the companies agree with us politically, you would probably have nowhere to go other than New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kyle, because uh, you could go to Ring of Honor, who's owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. We know about them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> you see, you okay. have to turn them off. Yeah, that's another thing. Sinclair Broadcasting, freaking.
1: The epitome of fake news, right? Like trying yes, to slam the, the yes. entire broadcast industry in the United States. to Yeah, they the freaking hold their side. local
0: newscasters at gunpoint and make them, you know,
1: <laughs> you know, you know, read from Mein for whatever they do over there. <laughs> so, so we we couldn't, we we can't. If we like professional wrestling, really there are some mean. things that we just have to we have to put up with, and that we might not agree with everything they do or hardly anything they do politically. But uh, I guess that comes with the territory.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I wanted, to, if I had a more
1: uh, a true, legit moral compass, I wouldn't watch pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's there's a lot of offensive things in professional wrestling. Always has been. Um, mm-hmm. y- you mentioned the president a second ago, and let me transition to Jeez. this because we talked. I... To, well, <laughs> I'm not. We're not going to talk about him, but. A sighting I had of him. So- By the way,
0: I saw a guy who I shit you not tonight in this restaurant my wife and I went to who had a, a like, the Donald Trump haircut. And I was whispering to my wife, I'm like, he had, and, and truthfully, our, our, our suburb that we moved to here in the last year is, skew, is a little conservative, I believe. Trump did win it in 2016. But, I was whispering to my wife, like, he had to get that as an homage.
1: There is no <laughs> effing way that you can walk around with a haircut like that. So did he only just have like it. hair on one side of his head, and it was combed over too?
0: It was just like that shitty blonde dye job <laughs> with that awful comb back, and it was just like it was. It just totally looked like Trump. It was actually a worse haircut, but it looked just like it. Like what
1: is was
2: this he, guy Was he doing? wearing a was he wearing a Kanye West shirt?
0: Oh Jesus oh, Christ! There's another
1: guy you don't want to get me started.
0: Who else can we start shooting? on?
2: God, I was trying to segue to Bruno
1: Sammartino, and you guys are just losing it here.
0: <laughs> now, now, there's a man. There's a man who did take a principled stand. Well, here, for... This
1: This is why I'm going to Bruno because how surreal was it? If you've seen the 60 minute show they put together on the WWE Network on Sammartino, it's very good. Uh, but when they when they show his Hall of Fame induction. It's just so crazy to see it. And there's Vincent Bruno at the front of the stage at MSG, hand in hand, and right behind him is the now president of the United States, Donald Trump. Yes, I saw that. It, it, it's so funny that they can't even make a big...
0: Meltzer wrote about this on The New Observer. I think it was in regards to Bobby Lashley. You know, Lashley was involved, you know, in one of the big money angles of all time. And WWE can't mention it because they don't want to offend a large portion of the fan base.
1: Because the President of the United States is so deeply unpopular. Yes. Yes. And he can't take a stunner. <laughs> but he can tackle Vince McMahon and beat the hell out of him at ringside. So there's yeah. that. Um, what did you guys think of that Bruno show, by the way? Because I just finally saw that the other day. Uh, yesterday, actually, I watched it. You guys both seen it?
0: Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I, yeah, yeah. Some, of, some of that footage was... Wow. I mean that the like of of the Ivan Koloff title change, I was in awe of yeah, that seeing was, that.
1: That stuff. was crazy because it, it looked like a handheld or something almost, but like from the nineteen sixties. Crazy.
2: You seen it, Justin? No, I haven't. I actually I was hoping to maybe watch it tonight, but uh I don't know. Uh Kyle seems pretty uh pretty hot right now. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the other we could make that a t shirt. I'm hot yeah ah, that's the other speaking of horrible went. people ray lewis was just shown on my television oh my god so yeah then you can't watch the nfl because ray lewis is involved yeah. with the league still so there's always something to be offended about no matter your leanings in in every industry i think that is a, a fair point so uh yeah justin definitely check out the bruno sammartino doc it's pretty good you'll learn a lot because i know you like me we learned a lot from kyle i think on last week's broadcast talking about bruno and um man I, I had a new admiration for him after watching it. it's a pretty powerful documentary yeah i mean that stuff that world war ii stuff holy god of heaven hiding from the nazis his mother going up that big like mountain yeah. hill and hiding is yeah really good really good stories very interesting what a life so all right anything else you guys want to hit on before we hit the road here tonight i love women <laughs> <laughs> this show's gonna do the, like the most downloads we've ever done because someone's gonna hear it so you got to hear this guy on this show and his anti-woman stance
0: <laughs> i wasn't an anti-woman stance i just
1: like i guess like i You're gonna go put your no ma'am shirt on from al bundy and hit the it's hay. it's not the end that it, the means is far more upsetting than the end to me yeah in that regard do we want to do picks? Probably not even worth doing picks, just because when, by the time people hear this, they're they're gonna know the match results. I so. mean, I think the tag title matches are are no brainers. Bludgeons
0: and uh, Bray and Matt win those. I, mean, I, would, I, uh, I would say
2: the only interesting ones are the Intercontinental and U.S. title. Do do they switch? Uh, Raw and SmackDown.
0: Yeah, and that's that's based solely not on the individual, but. The brand, you know, like either they're both going to switch or neither will switch brands. I mean, I guess they could switch the intercontinental within the brand. You know, there is that possibility. Um, You know, Balor could win the ladder match. I know two people would be very excited about that and you know the belt would stay on raw Too sweet yeah too sweet but uh, why is he always smiling at like nothing like, <laughs> i don't like that, that was, either i gotta he's that, gotta
1: that stop was the doing oddest
0: that honest goddamn thing like you, know, you had <laughs> you had your, your boys bo dallas and curtis axel in the back and then the camera turns to like finn Balor just smiling at nothing like he wasn't looking at them he was like smiling into space
1: yeah i, I think justin high? talked about that weeks ago on the podcast the quote shit-eating grin he loves smiling to nothing, man. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, he's got he's got to knock that off. So, well, I don't have anything else if you guys don't other than that. I, I agree. Um, you know, hey, why not just switch all the mid-card titles to SmackDown? It's the only show worth watching these days anyway. I don't agree with that narrative. I thought Paul <laughs> was good this week. Jinder Mahal, two for two with TV
0: matches since coming over to the brand. My God, is this guy an unbelievable worker. And Drew McIntyre's a guy. We need to start talking about more on this show.
1: I got to get him away from Dolph Ziggler, though.
2: Yeah,
0: You know, the way that was presented, though, it was presented in a way where it was so funny. Like, Dolph cut this promo where I got a guy watching my back now after all these years. And, like, uh, McIntyre cut a promo, like, totally ignoring Dolph was even there. (laughs) So, like, he was very much presented as, you
1: know, the future breakout star of that entity, Mm -hmm. as he should be. Yeah. Well, if you guys have hung on long enough and you are still here with us after our <laughs> back and forth over Saudi Arabia, I do want to say before we close the show this week that we have relaunched the Top Rope Nation Patreon page, and I do have a goal for this. Um, if we get some support on Patreon again, you can find it at Patreon.com/slash Top Rope Nation. Uh, if you like the show and you want to donate a dollar a month or Five bucks a month or ten bucks, whatever, whatever you want to throw our way, just showing us how much you appreciate the show. And by the way, there are different tiers. So, you know, based on what you give, you can get a free t-shirt, you can get other perks. Uh, if we get enough support on Patreon, I haven't thought of a number yet, but uh if you guys show us you appreciate the show, you like what we're doing. Maybe we could bring back the Top Rope Nation webcasts, which we haven't done since last summer. Uh, if you're a long-time listener... Oh, this been
0: a, this week would have been a doozy, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> if you're a long-time listener or viewer of the show, uh, we used to live stream video all of our shows on YouTube in addition to the audio-only versions. And uh, I got to say, the video production, it was pretty slick, looked pretty professional. You can still view them on YouTube. Uh, but you know, it is extra work. It takes extra time. It's extra time for us away from our families. So after we came back from our six month hiatus, I kind of put that on the rocks and, um, we haven't been doing, it. we've just been doing audio, but you know, if you guys send us a message that you like what we're doing, I think we could bring it back and, and you can start seeing Kyle weekly and his hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert sunglasses. Who wouldn't want to see that? My God! And I'll tell you what: if
0: you donate, I'll match. I'll match it, and I'll, I'll donate it to a women's. I feel terrible about what I said earlier. <laughs> I didn't really. I love women. I can't. I can't get enough of them. A... Oh, we know you love women, Kyle.
1: Yes, M- make the whole backlash pay-per-view nothing but women. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so check it out, guys! patreoncom slash nation. Uh, also, we do have t shirts and merch that's on spreadshirt. It's uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Top Rope Nation. We also have a pro wrestling tees store, which you can check out. And uh, of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a five star rating. Check out TopRopeNation.com. And Kyle, Justin, and myself will be back with you next week for episode 57. Have a great weekend. Love you, women.